You're listening to Confident Chaos Podcast with Dr. Tiffany and lawyer Lisa. Listen as we talk about anything and everything that you know to be your truth. When is the last time you refreshed your feed? For most of us, I bet it was five seconds ago. What is the real social dilemma going on in the world today? Is it the users? Is it the platforms? Or is it the advertisers themselves? Hey guys, I'm back, joining back in my podcast. (laughs) Welcome back, Tiffany. We really missed you last week. Sorry, I was absent. I was frankly exhausted. Um, So this is episode 20. And when Lisa and I were talking about ideas as to what we wanted to talk about, um, I am kind of a Netflix freak lately. And I know a lot of people have canceled their Netflix, but that's beside the point. So I got, I started watching this social dilemma on Netflix and I was so intrigued and I thought it would be a great topic for the podcast to talk about social media, the problems with social media, the pros with social media, especially when it comes to kids, teenagers, honestly, even adults, I honestly think even adults. So what got me interested is something that I noticed too. I think people become addicted to social media. I agree. Um, you know, I think what, what has happened is you've got like, you know, the Facebook and certain generation, you've got Instagram and a certain generation. And then there was TikTok that I, honestly, I just can't even anymore. I'm just <laughs> TikTok. Every I, time I hear that word, it just makes me laugh. It's just, I just wonder like how people have the time to do this. I, I barely have the time to do what I need to do on Instagram that I do for my own business and with my publicist. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, cause TikTok, you have to, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Lisa, you have to make these videos and then there's like, it pauses and you put like, you know, words and uh, it's so much work. I don't it's know people what, that have too much time on their hands, but these are even physicians are doing it. I don't oh, know how they do. have the time. They don't. I feel like maybe they should be doing something else. And instead they're like, Oh, let me make a video on TikTok in the middle of my day with all my client consultations, just cause I like TikTok. I, I mean, look, okay. So here's my opinion. And then we obviously we need to talk about it, but I am a little concerned, as I'm sure you are. I mean, I've probably, I've got to be honest, probably worse having girls. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, I think that it's just this, it sets this unrealistic standard as to what normal is, what life is, what beauty is, you know, and I'm kind of happy that some people are doing this like Instagram versus reality, but we all know that your face doesn't look like that when you wake up. I've said this before. Yeah. We talked about that with uh, Dr. Connie. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's filters and I mean, and I do it too. I mean, who wouldn't, oh, look, I swipe this way and all of a sudden I've got perfect skin. Awesome. Like who yeah. wouldn't swipe that way and do that? So, but I just feel like it's, it's a major problem. I feel like, so I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about the addictive portion of it, the unhealthy, unrealistic portion of it. Um, and then kind of like, how do we steer you know, our kids into understanding that, you know, life is not what's on social media. Well, those are three very important, actually four very important points as it relates to social media. What I find right now that is damaging, and we'll just talk about children for a minute because I think there has to be a separation between how this affects kids and how this affects adults. Coming from a children's perspective, I believe, and I've always believed this, and I've said this multiple times on different issues, that it's the parent's responsibility to make sure your children are getting the message in the appropriate manner. And clearly there's different ways to, to send a message, but this day and age, October, 2020, 
You have to monitor everything. You have to monitor whether your child is clicking on a Minecraft link to play a game or whether that Minecraft link is going to link into some other game where they're basically bombing each other and chasing each other down with, you know, AR-15s. Plus all these hackers these days, Tiffany, that are just getting into every kind of portal, which is a secure portal, we'll call it quote unquote secure portal. Nothing's really secure when it comes to the internet. Yeah, and if oh, you're no, using, no, once it's on the internet, it's on there for You're done. And we'll talk about Facebook in a minute because that's a huge component of that Netflix series, Social Dilemma, which I also find kind of intriguing considering they put a whole movie out the social network in 2010 and now we're fast forwarding 10 years later and there's a social dilemma series which is almost like a negative reaction to what happened because of social social media and facebook's effect on social media but to back up for a minute because i want to talk to you in more detail about that nothing is secure on the internet nothing 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 and if we use the internet as our sole reliable means to deliver messages to our children we are screwed. Yep. I, don't, I mean, screwed. I, I, I just, I, I find, look, I've got a lot of my own stuff going on in my life right now. And I have been off of social media a lot because I just frankly don't have the time. I've just been dealing with a lot of my own issues. Day-to-day and stuff. Day-to-day right? stuff. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm kind of happier that I'm not on it. And then when I do go on, it's like, oh, that's nice, blah, blah, blah. And I get off. I mean, there's a true addiction. People are oh addicted. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Addicted. And Let then they're, like, they're stalking you and looking up your stuff and then creating fake profiles to look at your stuff. And, and then you have to block people because they're annoying you on social media. Like, to me, that is just taking it to another level. I want to bring up a really important point real quick. I made the decision. It was probably 2012 before I had my girls. I was getting off Facebook. I was literally done done for multiple reasons but I was just over it and I kind of feel like that was a really good decision but for professional reasons and I think most people do find professionals through the internet as opposed to you know yellow pages and obviously word of mouth is the best but when it comes to searching for an area that you don't know about I still think the internet is the number one source so I was like I need to get back on for my business, you know, for my law right. firm. And I got back on. And then as a component of my business, um, you know, my new business promotion, I also got back on personally. And I started to see all the drama and all the chaos and all this negativity. My God, talk about toxic friends, toxic environments, toxic messages. And then you just scroll down your feed and it's like, Bullshit, 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 bullshit. And then it's just all negative stuff. And it's like, yeah. you want to spin something in there, Tiffany, and put a positive message. And all of a sudden, it's like, you're the ugly duckling in this sea Look, of swans. I mean, I will say something. And I, and I, and I had noticed this a long, a, long, a long time prior to watching The Social Dilemma. I realized that all of a sudden, everything on my feed aligned with my views and my values and yep. my political stance. And it was always very odd to me. I'm like, but how did, and it, it's all in a ploy to get you to keep reading, keep engaging and, and, and suck you in and suck you in. And what, the, what, what bothers me about that is, you know, we, I truly feel like we are more divided as a country because of it, because now you think, well, everyone has the same idea as me. You must be crazy. Everything that I see on the internet is the way I think. You must be nuts. No one thinks like you. But that person, all of their same thoughts pops up on their feed, right? Because it's click, so click, 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 It click. creates this crazy divide to the point where 
it, I don't even, it's so frustrating. Like people, it's like everyone's forgotten how to think for themselves, you know, or, or that we're allowed to have differences of, op- differences of opinion without in a healthy hatred environment. in a healthy environment. And they, they also said something else in the, in the social dilemma. And I, and I really do want kind of people to watch it. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like, I don't work for these people, I swear. But they made it a point well, of saying. Well, there's a lot of negativity from I know, it, which we'll I talk know, about. But they made a point, And, you know, and I, it's funny. I thought about this, too. Did you ever realize on Instagram? I'm going to use Instagram as an example. You have to pull down on your page for it to reload. Yes. Do you know why they say they did that in the social dilemma? No. Tell me. Because it's like. Uh, it's like a, a, a you know, a, um, what do you call the machines uh, at the when you're gambling? Um, a slot machine. A slot machine where you have to pull down. It's like ding. You pull down. It's ding. It's, they're like, do you? They said on the social dilemma, do you not think the technology is good enough to where it would automatically reload? Of course, that technology is there. They do it on purpose to like suck boost you in the serotonin and the dopamine in your head. So you pull down and it's something new. How many likes? Pull down. How many likes? Pull down. How many follows? And Interesting. It's, tr- it's very true because you know the technology is there where if you, it'll just yeah. automatically reload when something new pops up. Oh, no, they want you to pull down because it triggers that dopamine and it triggers the serotonin. Sucks you in. It sucks you in. And then you want more and more and more. Yeah, and I've caught myself doing it. I mean, I've had a few, you know, I, I mean, I have a, a professional page. Well, I have a page on Instagram. I don't have a personal and pers- a professional. I just use it all for one, mostly professional. And... And I mean, I've caught myself doing like, oh, look, this particular post got all these likes and all this, this. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not quite sure it contributes to my return of investment in my office. Matter of fact, I'd, I'd go to wager to say it does zero for my return of investment in my I, office. I don't know if it does for me positive or negative, but it certainly generates some talk. Well, you know, I mean, generate some talk. I mean, about when you have when the haters hate, they got to follow. But well, I, I went mean, on a little rampage a couple maybe a week ago just about the schools reopening because I I just really wanted to engage beyond our podcast you can't um, people's opinion engage people on social media but no but I wanted reaction I mean I did it on purpose honestly (laughs) I have that you know knee-jerk reaction well you're a lawyer let's let's spur up some you know some uh some reaction but let me read some statistics that I found that are pretty interesting um guys as it relates to mental health related to social media so there was a study done, um, it was a United States study which showed that the rate at which kids and teens arrive in hospitals due to suicidal thoughts or attempts almost doubled between 2008 and 2015 with the highest increase among adolescent girls. These in this pool of applicants were all people that were engaging in social media, all aspects of social media. Then it said U.S. overdose rates for young people ages 10 to 18, which had previously been on the decline, increased substantially from 2011 to 2018, primarily among girls. You brought up my girls. Another study found. At the same time, the proportion of the United States young people between the ages of 13 and 17 years old who had a smartphone had reached 89%, more than doubling over a six-year period, the data review said. At the same time, 70% of teenagers use social media multiple times per day up from a third of teens in 2012. So they're linking these people using yes. smartphones and social media directly to mental health illness and suicide, Tiffany. Yeah, because you feel like you're inadequate. Guys, like these are kids. They're, and, and, and you know, I keep saying they're kids, but adults are the same. We are not Kim Kardashian people. 
that's not normal. That's oh, not no. what people look like. And how many surgeries has she had? I mean, come but on. But it's not even that. It's just stop already. Stop. You know, like we sit around and watch the Real Housewives of God knows whatever. I like all, those shows. All, I know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. All day long. And you think that that's how life is. And that's not how life is. It's not. It's not. And so, no, agreed. of course, you know, and again, I think boys less so than girls. Girls are very, prone. you know, they're prone because you, you think that you have to look a certain way. And by looking a certain way, you're going to get attention. And I am so glad I'm not a kid in this generation. I mean, I it mean, sucks. 2020 itself. Can you imagine being born sucks. into this world in 2020? Excuse me. The, um, another review showed that Systematic review of 20 studies found that the use of social media was associated with body image concerns and disordered eating, as well as more negative moods, and the addiction is an emerging problem across several cross-sectional studies have shown that there are higher proportions of youth appear to be addicted to their smartphones. Now, I want to talk about that for a minute, because we live in a society where everything is mobile now. You know, make your website mobile-friendly. Make sure that you want it, if you're doing ads for your business, they're mobile ads. You know, now people are even getting rid of business cards. I saw a couple weeks ago there's a, a big movement now to get rid of actual paper business cards and just do digital business cards, which just the thought of that makes me as a lawyer sick to my stomach because it's like a handshake. Here's right. a business card. You know, it's a luncheon. Here's my business card. Oh, no, just click on the link and you, my information will pop up. It's just it seems so archaic to have a business card now and I that's mean, such a normal part of business you Tiffany. know I just feel like there's pro again there's pros and there's cons right the pro obviously less paper less trash less this you know and everyone has a phone you're not going to get away from having a phone oh the no the question becomes is does it become pathological so sometimes when when I go you know my other friend Lisa sometimes when we all yeah. go out and there's like a big group of us whoever picks up their phone first has to pay the bill oh I love that that's what I we love do that. because like we're all at dinner and now I get a pass sometimes because I'm on call so that's okay but, you know, that's, that's what we do because, you know, you need to still engage with humans, right? I mean, there's, there's someone's – and we've lost the human touch. We've lost friendships. We've, you know, and, it's, and a lot of times people lose friendships because of social media. Like, oh, oh God, you were yeah. here. You were there. You were this. You were that. Oh, and it's just like stop already. Stop. So I, that's, that's what I'm going to tell everyone. Next time you go out and it's, you that's know, a really good with idea. a group of people, whoever picks up their phone first pays the tab. Pays the we put all the phones in the middle of the table, and whoever grabs their phone first has to pay the tab. And if no one picks it up, then you split it. I like that. Yeah. That's, that puts a whole other aspect to I, it. You know, it really bothers me. And I mean, I go out with my friends and, and, you know, it's kind of like an unspoken rule. Like, listen, I know if you have to pick it up every once in a while, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are kids. lawyers and in medicine and have kids and stuff like that. But, um, and I get it. But, you know, if you're on your phone for more than a minute and a half, like you could have checked an email that quickly. Or you say, oh, yeah. I'm super sorry. Excuse me. You get up, you walk away, you handle it, you come back. Because the worst thing Or why are you even out? Go why, home on exactly. your couch. Yeah. Sit it, on your behind and check your emails all day. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, I, emails are going to keep I coming. remember coming home one day and like everybody's on their iPad or their, or their phone and I like lost my shit. Oh, I'm like, yeah. get off that phone. Like, it's just. It's hard. It, you know, it, it is hard. And, and, I, and I think there's a time and a place and I do not discourage my son from being on his iPad. But I think it's worked out to my favor because he also loves gardening. He, he grew like a big cucumber. I saw that. And he that grew was peppers awesome. and he wants to go outside and play. You know, so there's, there's like a healthy medium. I also don't think it's healthy to have, to not have your kids on technology at all, you know, when they're in school, because that's what they're learning on now. So they're, they're going to fall behind because of that. And so, school. I mean, yeah, about virtual school? That's my point. So, you, you have know, to there's be a on. happy medium, but I think to your point as a parent, we also have to step in and say, look, like 
So we watched, what we did is we watched a YouTube video about gardening to get him excited about gardening. And, and then, then we went garden, gardening, right? Yeah. So there's a way to kind of circumvent the system a little way. Um, like he likes Minecraft. There's these things called creepers in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So we went yep. and we went to the pottery thing and he made a creeper and then he got to paint the creeper. Like, That's so, cool. you know, we, we use the technology in a different way to set us up to doing things that aren't related to it. But, um, and to put the iPad and the, the computers down. 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 I gotta say though, Tiffany, I also, you know, I mentioned this before, but you know, if you're sitting in your house and the parents are sitting there on their, their phones and on their iPad all day or on the computer and the kids are seeing that, that's what they're gonna think is the norm. Of course. They're not gonna know anything that's different. Right. So it's up to the parents to limit. I don't think you should take them away completely. My both my girls have iPads, but limit the amount of time that they're on the iPad and make sure you provide other activities that have nothing to do with the iPad because you don't want to create the problem and I don't want to say create the problem but make the problem worse because you're engaging specifically in internet connections. There are studies out there that show absolutely positive benefits of children interacting online as long as it's monitored appropriately. You know, you think about suicide helplines, you know, talk therapy groups, um, a lot of AA meetings and NA meetings now because you can't really get, you know, gather in groups because of COVID, you know, they're switching to virtual meetings. And those are imperative things that should continue if that's what's helping you, you know, deal with whatever your issues are. There are benefits to it. But as long as it's at a specific level that can be monitored. You know, do you ever feel, too, that it's like misery loves company? Oh, yeah. So you've you've got, I'm going to use, like, a woman, for instance. You've got a woman that's already kind of, like, insecure. And then they start looking on Instagram and they see all these other you know, fake, beautiful, whatever people, and then they become more insecure. And then it, it is just like, it just, it, it problems beget problems begets problems, right? Like, why are you even on there looking at all this stuff that's just going to make you feel even worse about yourself? Or to think that you go and buy something, you buy a bag, you buy this, you buy that. And listen, I, and I'm, I'm the first one to say, I love a good bag and I love a good pair of shoes, but I do it because I like it. I don't do it because I think that it's going to make me feel more important because people are going to look at me differently because I have a certain bag. But that's also promoted by the way the people that are taking the photos are promoting themselves. Of course. You know, it's obviously related to the celebrities. And you already take someone that might, like you're saying, already have some issues. You know, maybe a body image issue or an eating disorder. And they're looking at all these filters. And maybe they're thinking some of them are actually real pictures. I think a lot of people do assume that those are real. There's not very many people that actually look like that. That really actually look like that? But then there's also this concept, you know, of FOMO, the fear of missing out. Oh, where yeah. the people that yeah. become addicted to social media, they they miss a beat. You know, they miss checking or they're not watching for one particular afternoon and they miss, you know, they miss that important material that's going to be sent through, you know, TikTok or Twitter <laughs> or... Um, I mean, I'm sitting here and as we're talking... Snapchat or Facebook, I don't know. I don't even know all these places I, I, to I can't look do the for Snapchat media. stuff either. I'm like looking through my own Instagram as we're sitting here and I'm I'm thinking about kind of the meaning and why I did some of these posts because I do have a decent number of followers for whatever that means. And You have a lot, and way more than I do. Yeah, but, you know, I, I try and put considerable thought because I know that especially medical students, like a lot of female medical students and that want to be in medicine are watching. And I'm very cautious and careful about what I post because I don't want to give people a false idea of kind of this glamorous amazing life that I have that doesn't exist so like you know there's one about me with my residence and COVID and then you know I went um to the the um the caves in Kentucky and I finally like got outside and got some 
like outdoor nature time. And I felt like, wow, like everyone should do this. So I posted about it, right? Because it was like a healthy behavior. But you're sending them. What is the message you're sending when you're writing your post, Tiffany? Tell the audience, what is the message that you are attempting to send? Obviously, you don't know specifically how it's received. But what are you expecting when you're typing these posts and you're putting them on, on your page? Like, let's use you as an example. Um, I'm trying to promote realistic optimism. I love those two words. Yeah, because, you know, I am a very optimistic person. I, look, no one wants to read about my problems, right? And I know that. So I'm not trying to post about all the bad things that happened to me. But at the same time, I'm not trying to create a false sense of I'm perfect and I have a great life. I'm trying to do things, you know, uh, the exercises that I do every day to make myself feel good. You know, tips, at, you know, for my patients, tips for other students. I did this one I loved. I'm going to show it to Lisa and I can repost it. It's me when I was, like... 12 or 13. Oh, yeah. And then me now, because let me tell y'all, that ain't a good picture of me when I was 12 or 13. <laughs> and it's this whole... Most pictures aren't at that age. That's that awkward... So this was stage. this was started by a pediatrician, this trend, and it's about social media, 14, you know, 13, 14-year-old girls feeling like the ugly duckling. They're going through puberty. It's hell. And that you can come out on the other side and, you know... Like be, a light at the end of the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, like a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Be like the golden goose or whatever, you know, when you all come out of it. Because I, let me tell you, I was not... I was awkward AF when I was oh. a kid. And... I was and, with and braces I feel, and glasses. And I don't... Like my whole life. I don't... <laughs> I don't feel... I don't feel awkward now. And so I kind of... My, my goal... Sometimes it's for me, like, you know, someone I very close with passes away to keep a memory going or something like that. But for the most part, it's to kind of... I try and lift people up. I try and give people business ideas. Um, you know, so are some of them staged? Of course they are. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just a photo like this one someone just took of me, right? So I don't, you know, I, I, I put genuine thought into what I post before I do it, knowing, and by, by thought I mean not because I'm trying to get reactions out of people like likes and follows. I do it with the intent of I hope that this improves someone's life. That's what I try and do. I think that's a very powerful message because I, I would bet, I don't know, because I'm not doing the studies, but I would bet most people do not have a similar view when they're posting. No, most people are posting for attention. And I'm not going to, I mean, of course I like it when people put their likes in. The, I mean, I, but that's not truly why I do it. You, you know, know what this also reminds me of? And we'll talk about the social dilemma in a moment, but did you ever see the emoji movie? Yes. Did your son yeah. ever watch yes. that? Yes, yeah. Okay, so that's one of my girl's favorite movie. And it is so applicable to adult lives. You know, there's all these cartoons out. Yeah. I feel like Disney has like an underlying adult theme to every single movie that they make. That movie emoji, the emoji movie, I think that's the name of it, the emoji movie with the likes and, you know, the, the smiley faces and the frowns. Yeah. Each emoji becomes its own character. I challenge everyone out there. I don't care how old you are, what you're doing in your life. You got to watch that movie because it significantly impacts how your brain reacts to different emojis that are posted. Okay, so let's do and this. People then. love emojis. So let me. So pull out your phone, right? I'm gonna have okay. Al do it to our producer. So pull out your phone, okay. Al, and on your little like your most frequently used emojis. It's what the top, the top row of, or is it the top row or the top? Is it the first row down? Is the first row down or the first column? I think it's the first row. What know. are your most commonly used emojis? So hit your little emoji button. I can't even find my Dude, emoji button. Really? Hold on. I don't do Here. emojis that much. I get emojis. Here. So Lisa's okay. is. <laughs> oh my God. So Lisa's is hand clapping, 
two hearts, a winky face, a wave, and a martini glass, and a four-leaf clover. All right, so that says a lot about your That's life. That's me. That's Al, definitely what me. What are owls? I'm curious now. <laughs> this is a fun little task. Well, because I think it shows a lot, too. Thumbs up. The, the laughy, squinty face. A mad cat. An angry cat. The guy that has his hands up in the air like, I don't know. A sack of money and the American flag. <laughs> Yay, Al! <laughs> we know what you stand for. <laughs> so mine, right, mine. So personal, Al. <laughs> is the laughy face with the eyes squinted with the head to the side. A, a red heart, because I use it all the time yeah. to my patients, right? Sure. A red heart. The, the face, it's like, dull, like with the two eyes squinted. Oh, like, squinting, yeah. yeah, like, oh, man. And then the face with the three little hearts around it, the peace sign for peace out, biatch, like that sign, mm. like, goodbye. Like, I don't use that for peace. I use that for, like, bye. Like, bye, Felicia? Yeah. Bye, Felicia. And then the winky face. So, I mean, that's, like, really my personality. I, I would agree. I think it's very interesting to look at people's most recently used emojis. Sometimes I ask people randomly to show me their phone, and I'm like, had, what the hell are you texting people? No, that's <laughs> cool, but that's so related to oh, the, the emoji bar face. Movie. The bar face is pretty high up there. The which one? The barfy face. Barfy? Oh, yeah. like vomiting? Yeah, the vomiting The face. vomit in your mouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. I, that's, I use that one often. Yeah, you like, use that like, a lot. Did you see that person? That. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that movie is really cool. But so then that gets us to, well, two things. One, we talked about how it's unhealthy. We talked about it can, how it can be addictive. Then we want to talk about how do we fix the problem. And I'm going to tell you. If you watch The Social Network, and it was made in 2010, and then you go back and you watch The Social Dilemma made, I think it came out October 5th, uh, September, I'm sorry, September. September 2020, you will see such a paradigm shift in how social media is viewed. And it's crazy for me to think the same people that created Facebook, okay, and then made a movie about how, the, how Facebook was created, obviously a lot of it was for, you know, Hollywood, and then you have this, what they're calling this dark version of social media called social dilemma it's such a different well, way of viewing and then it. you have this whole like silencing people thing too like, oh yeah and i appreciate how they're like this has been shown to not be factual and whatever but i don't agree with them taking on the post they should maybe put a banner at the top like this has not been verified but like to not be able to see the person's post one is a problem and two I just feel like if people want to spread stupid news and people believe it, then let people spread stupid news and let people believe it. But people are being, like, silenced online. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, That's I'm, a problem I, in our country when we have a constitution which gives you the First Amendment. I just feel like the pendulum hopefully will swing one day and everyone's just going to say F this and just be done with it. F what? Like, just all of this, the social media and the TikTok. And you the think this. it's all just going to shut down? I mean, you know, I, I look at some people's Instagram profiles, and it's like, on their bio, it'll say, 4M, like, 4 million followers on TikTok. Like, bro, no one cares. Like, is that how you identify yourself TikTok? as a human? Holy Is cow. how many followers you have? Well, in, in this article, um, which... I'm going to do that just for shits and giggles. Like, I'm going to add it to my thing, like, 9,000, 9, whatever. That's so stupid. So Netflix, um, it started streaming on Netflix, The Social Dilemma, September 9th. And this article was written October 5th, 2020. I just have to read this. Of course. This Facebook is, this is, is losing wild. their freaking minds. Rather than offer a nuanced look at technology, it gives a distorted view of how social media platforms work to create a convenient scapegoat for what are difficult and complex societal problems. The film's creators do not include insights from those currently working at the companies or any experts that take a different view to the narrative put forward by the film. They also don't acknowledge, critically or otherwise, the efforts already taken by companies to address many of the issues they raise. Okay, here's my question. 
What companies are addressing the issues that have been addressed in the social dilemma that Facebook is so pissed off about? What other companies? I would venture out to say none. Yeah, a big I fat goose egg. Well, they, I think in it, the word I think they used in the social dilemma, if I recall, because it was a little while ago that I watched it, they were saying that the advertisers are not the clients. The users are the clients. You mean the, the, the people that have the Facebook profiles? Or wait, did I say that wrong? I think I might have meant it the other way around. Anyway, the person who's creating, yeah, the advertisers, I guess, are really the clients to these to Facebook. It's not, it's not us. Like, they're not trying to make us happy. They're trying to get the people who are doing the ads to be happy. So those people know who's liking us, what are their likes, what are their dislikes, are they going to, is our advertisement going to work on their page? I mean, the whole, what the social dilemma was saying beyond the uh, addiction is that the whole page, the whole website, the whole social media accounts, the Facebook, the whatever, is all geared towards the advertisers. I don't know if I believe that, though. Uh, I mean, I've seen things pop up on my ads that I've literally only written about on my page. I don't know how. I mean, there has to be an algorithm. Oh, I agree with that. I definitely agree that they even talked about it, that there is an algorithm that determines the human psychology of what you're posting yes. and why you're posting, and then try to link other ideas suggested to that. But do you that. see the problem But who's making that? money from that, though? The advertisers. Because they're put, so somebody's. Of course, if something pops up on my page from Neiman Marcus and it's about a bag, I'm going to be more likely to click on that and go buy it than I would be camouflage from some hunting store. No, I would agree. I w really? You don't like camouflage? No. You don't? Nope. You don't have like a jumpsuit mm, camouflage? One of my masks is camouflage because I thought it would, I thought it'd be funny to wear a camouflage mask. Like, oh, I'm not wearing one. Oh, the one. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about yeah, the blue one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the one. I got you that one. Yeah. I got you that mask. Yeah, that's because it matches your scrubs. So, I mean, I, um, no, I definitely think it's, it's it, the purpose is for the ad. I mean, why, why not? That's the whole point. Like, oh, well, you know, we saw that Tiffany likes, uh, you know, Chanel. So we're going to put a Chanel ad up. And then she's going to click on the link. And then she's going to buy a bag. I mean, so who's really the client? Is it the users or the advertisers? So who's the person at Guild then? The advertisers? No, Facebook. Facebook is yeah. the cult that created... Yeah. All of the human psychology and the algorithms behind of course. associating Listen, similar ideas people, with each other. People people are very mistaken that the human psyche is difficult. The human psyche is the most simple thing in the world. You know, like that's why the saying misery loves company is a saying. People people that are miserable find other people that are miserable. People that are happy find other people that are happy. So you're it's a, not that difficult. I, I understand that and neither one of us are neurosurgeons. I, we do have a friend that's a neurosurgeon. I'm curious what he would think about all this. But I'm just saying, don't you think that would happen anyway? What do you mean? Without the advertisers putting those types of ads on your page? Don't you think if you're, if you're geared toward a certain category of ideas, you're going to go to those ideas course, anyway on the internet, with or without a damn ad popping yeah, but up I on don't your think, page? I don't think it helps it. You know, like what happened to putting up someone that maybe doesn't agree with your thought process in a less abrasive way to have genuine conversation. I mean, did you witness the freaking presidential debate? Like that was social media oh, on a stage. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, no, but you're that ugly. Was wild. No, but you're uglier. No, but you're stupid. No, you're more stupid. It was the dumbest thing I've ever watched in my life. Well, we on have another sides. one. There's another one coming up but in it's close to like, home oh in my Miami. God. Oh. But it's another just, debate. You know, I just feel like what happened to communication? What happened to values? What happened to and I get it. I don't have a problem. I I actually found myself I only like things and comment on things that I 
think are going to improve that person's quality of life. Like, I don't comment on negative shit anymore. I don't. Oh. Because it's just going to, then I get sucked into the vortex of having to defend my position. So I'd rather not. Because then I, once I'm in, you know me, I'm all in oh, when I'm in. Yeah. Like, it's going to absorb my entire evening. So I'm going to be like, ding, ding, ding. And it's like, it's on. No, I, I like, understand that. I'm a so, lot like you when it comes to that. So if I, I have an opinion, I'm not standing down. So I want to, I want to <laughs> comment nicely. So if I see like a little alert that someone commented after me, like, I know I'm not going to have to defend myself for the next 12 hours. So, so you officially were sucked in. That's oh, I've an been example sucked in. Oh, I've been sucked in. Sucked in to the point I where I got you sucked into a vaccination debate once. That was so much fun, but not because I was sucked in until 3 o'clock in the morning. Wasn't arguing, that based argu- upon one of our episodes? No. Remember uh, the episode we did not, about no, anti-vaxxers? Not, not that. I mean, this was before I even knew you. This oh, whole thing. wait. Oh, yeah, wait. Because, the, you know, Karen decided that she wanted to know more about vaccines than I did. Oh, Karen. And then, oh, Karen. <laughs> and then I got Karen, sucked Karen, into, Karen. like, this whole, like, um, the uh, chiropractor that was giving medical advice that I totally got sucked into that too. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I just went, I think ball, I saw I went balls to the wall on that guy. Yeah. So well, it's hard though, because that's a perfect example of a situation where obviously we can't really get together these days until COVID, you know, calms down or we get a vaccine, a vaccine or whatever's going to happen with that. But you know, your people are responding and their, their reaction is on the internet. That's how they're responding to yeah, everything. But you see, these the days. problem with most people is they're stupid and they don't think before they type. And oh. because they don't have a lot of people aren't in positions like you or I where they have like a license to protect, a public profile to protect, ramifications. Not that I'm calling all of you guys stupid, but let's be real. I'm sure uh, most people have posted something on the internet that they woke up then the next morning and were like, shit, I wish I didn't do that. Right? So I guess what I'm asking is everyone to take a deep breath and breathe before they put something on the World Wide Web that can never be taken down. Well, it's the same with photos, too. Of think course. about photos, how Facebook owns of all your, your photo content, yeah. and it's never going away. Sorry, guys. There's this Facebook. Yeah, remember, that, remember that bad boyfriend you had three years ago? Black Bing, hole. bing, bing. This year, this time, three years ago today. Like, oh, the good. Facebook. I'm good, Facebook. <laughs> I didn't need to see that shit, but thank you. The Facebook yes. memories. And so now they have this thing where you can, like, block certain memories. It's hysterical. Oh, I haven't even looked at that. But in my, my problem with that is that person doesn't even have, like, social media, so I can't even, like, block it because I can't block a person to block the social media. No, you so can't. So I'm stuck looking at that. Shit. It's just silly when you talk about trying to block somebody that's posting on social media. Oh like that's God. just a whole like, nother level it. of responsibility that should never have been that's created. What I'm I don't post anything that I don't care if everybody sees. The only thing that's not public on my Facebook page is photos of my kid. That's it. Because yeah. I don't feel like the world needs to see my kid. Not that I care, but it's, I'm just not trying to put that out there. Anything else, I don't care because I don't care if anyone sees it. What's like? What's the point? Because all someone could do is take a screenshot and post it on their own shit anyways, and it could still be public. So just don't post it unless you want everyone or to see it. Or send it to other people. That happens all the time. That's super that, fun. I mean, that's like screenshot of the screenshot of the Facebook or Instagram so, page to then make your point. Like, oh, I've, I, but I've gotten the texts of the screenshots of people talking about me. That's the fun part. Oh I'm like, God. let me get okay. like a second. So this person blocked me, but you took a screenshot of the person that blocked me and then sent it to me via text. And I'm supposed to respond to that. How? Um, you're not. Yeah. I mean, Why just, were you blocked? Uh, that, again, that is a perfect example. We just talked about this opening up this episode. Somebody with too much time on their hands. Do something productive. 
Go and volunteer. Go and make new friends. Go and have a, a coffee somewhere by yourself and stare at a blank wall for a couple oh, minutes I would and recharge your brain. to have enough time to just go sit at a coffee shop and read a cardiology journal. I would die. I'm just saying, like, but like to sit there and block and take a photo of the block and then photo bomb all your friends with the post. I'm bored talking about it. This is like Is this where it's supposed to get really weird crazy. when we ask people to follow us on social media so they can know about our podcast? Because so that seems a little like... A little bit odd, but you know what? But that's okay. Follow us anyway. Our posts. Shameless. Hashtag shameless. Shameless. <laughs> Our posts are productive. Yes. And they talk about the content that we are providing as insight to our audience. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Even if you disagree with us, that's why we're doing this. Because if everybody agreed with us, why would we be doing a podcast, Tiffany? Yeah, no, I, I'm fully aware that people we, don't. We, I mean, we anyway. totally wouldn't. So that brings us to the final point. How do we fix the problem? What is the message to send to help eliminate some of this negativity from social media and the negative spiral effects that are affecting adolescents and teenagers? It's the users. You just have to, you know, don't, don't follow and participate in things that make you feel bad. I mean, you're a human. You can make your own choices, right? So if something you read, something you see, something, something that makes you feel bad, makes you feel insecure, you have you just can hit the unfollow button. I mean, it's not that difficult or the block button so you don't have to see it anymore. But people set themselves up for failure when something makes them feel bad and then they keep watching it. What are you doing? That's like the train wreck, though. You know, the car accident but, with the rubber necking and you, yes, just, you can't like, keep your neck off of the situation and you almost hit another but car. But that's how you solve this problem, right? Because you can't... What I always t- I tell my best friend this all the time. I said, you cannot, you, you cannot control what other people do. You can only re- control your response... To, to, what that, to, to what those people do. Absolutely. So you can't control that people are posting their boobs and their asses and their this and their that and their boyfriends and their rings and their bags and their shoes, but you can choose to not look at it. And not care about it. And not care about it. And parents, I would say, monitor your kids on the internet. Do not think just because it's on YouTube Kids that it is appropriate conduct or contact, excuse me, for your child to be watching because some of these kid videos are not kid videos. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I, I know. I've read some horror stories about that. I'd rather not talk about it, but... Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's, it's to a point where you can't, you can't even sit there and trust YouTube kids anymore. I mean, what the hell's going on in 2020? <laughs> you can't even trust YouTube kids because some teenager is going to hack into YouTube kid channel and show his private parts to your <laughs> seven-year-old. Seriously, it's, it's happening. I'm not making I saw a video up. today of a, a kid that was on, like you know, on the Zoom with their teacher, and there was, like, a full-on naked woman in the background. And the teacher's like, who's that? Who's that? Andre, get your mom! Like, <laughs> I mean, butt-ass naked in the background. On this. Was this a high school kid? No, uh, it was, like, an school elementary kid? school oh, kid. Oh, elementary? <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate you listening. I Hopefully you learned a little bit from Dr. Tiffany and I, and we also hope that you watch Social Dilemma. And follow and us on social media anyways because we are shameless. Us. And send us your, you know, your ideas, your comments, good or bad. We don't really care. ConfidentChaosPodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you stay healthy and stay grounded.